So let's say like, let's say we're doing a solo cast, right? And you're mm-hmm. doing your own thing and you wanted to answer what are the f- top five questions that somebody asked before starting a podcast? Okay. That's yeah. a great question to put. Hey, what are those five questions? Yeah. If y'all listened to episode 74, then y'all know that I don't use ChatGPT to create content for me. There are lots of reasons from being precious about my words and voice to concerns about the copyrights of pre-existing works to devaluing of human-created works. But I totally understand why people are using AI-generated content. So I'm really excited to have this discussion today with my guest, David Foreman, about when and how podcasters can use AI. There is definitely a time and a place, and I'm sure we'll discuss some of the dangers too. David's friends and colleagues joke that David was writing code in the womb, and the truth isn't that far off. He started building websites in middle school even before the internet was a thing. Even while pursuing other career paths, that passion never subsided. When David had a full-time job in retail, he founded Clarity Creative Group, a digital marketing agency that focuses on helping small and mid-sized businesses grow through digital marketing. Welcome, David. I am so happy you're here today. Thanks, Kelly. Appreciate you having me. That was awesome. (laughs) Absolutely. So while we were getting you scheduled for this interview, you mentioned that AI has been a huge topic of discussion at your agency, Clarity Creative Group. Why has it been such a hot topic for y'all recently? Okay. Well, definitely recently. So if, if you don't mind, I'll go back two years, right? Absolutely. So I'm pretty sure that there's a webinar somewhere that we recorded as a as a team that tell that mentions that AI stinks and AI should not exist. And I sounded a lot like you. I'll be honest with you. And I was. <laughs> so I'm going to uh, change. I'm open to that possibility. <laughs> here's the thing. Yeah, I'm not asking necessarily for people to change, but I was very like, "Wow, this just doesn't work." And like, "Oh man, this is this is this is crazy." Like AI is just a a thing that somebody says, and it's it's marketing speak, and it's like everything has. My calendar has AI. My Slack has AI. Your emails can have AI. And I was like, "That's not. It's not AI." But people keep calling it AI, mm-hmm. and I'm like, this is this is this is wild. It's buffoonery. That's all I just just <laughs> buffoonery. That's all I could say. So I, you know, the the if I look at my two year year old self to then say I'm coming on a podcast where I'm I'm going to say that the AI world is there. It, it, there is opportunity when used correctly. Yeah. It's not to replace your voice, but to aid in your voice. And when you're doing that, oh, it. it you know, it's gotten me through some like kind of weird spots already, you know, where I'm like, okay, I get it now. I'm, I get why people are are against it because I was, um, but I went real deep into it in terms of looking at it, understanding how AI is, what is, at at what point, what even is AI, right? So there Mm -hmm. was a a thing I had heard about like AI driving cars, right? We've all heard at the Tesla and all that. And like, there's like five stages of what's known as like really like full autonomy. Mm -hmm. And we're only on like stage, like one and a half, maybe two. And when I realized that I was like, oh, I think I'm thinking we're supposed to be at stage four or five and Mm -hmm. like I'm being sold this. And when I realized that I went, okay, I can embrace the, 
semi AI world that that we've been given. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. And so to clarify, I'm not against it. I'm just not using it for myself. Primarily, because I like I mentioned, I am so precious about my words and my voice. Now I know and we'll get into this. We're about to get into it right now with my next question. I know I can use ChatGPT, for example, as a prompt, you know, mm -hmm. to start me out. Writing is not difficult for me. I love writing and I mm -hmm. know most people hate it. You know, it's a skill and people, especially, you know, entrepreneurs don't have time to hone the skill. So I get that. But all right, so let me jump into the next question. What are some ways that y'all at your agency are using AI or or you in particular? Yeah, yeah. No, no, we we as a even a our our team is now using it. Now, everybody's using it in their own different ways, right? So, you know, uh, we definitely have some content writers that are just like you, right? They're feel very confident in their word and their works and what they can that they, they don't have the stumbling blocks that i'll admit i do mm -hmm. or even um, my business partner you know we'll have you know we'll just have moments where we just can't get through a certain point and yeah. and, and he has an you know a, a creative writing degree and i'm not saying that you know it's for for everybody but but um it's it's about perspective mm -hmm. so if you're using ai to help understand and point in different perspectives. Now, all of a sudden, I'm taking Kelly's, your perspective, which I'm sure is good. But at what point can you kind of switch it around, right? So you can use your, your you can write what you want to write. And, and I would say you should write what you want to write. But then don't ask for it to write something new for you. Mm -hmm. But write it maybe in a friendlier tone, write it more salesy, mm -hmm. write it in certain ways. And maybe because that's just not a natural writing style that you tend to write in. So now that you can kind of massage some of that. So chat GPT and some of the AI writing tools, there's almost different kind of like ways that you're kind of tapping it, right? And you're using it, right? Are you using it to get you content, right? Mm -hmm. So maybe ideas. Right. Are you getting it though to maybe um, shorten, you know, 500 characters down to 250? You can do that for you and still use your voice and hopefully leave it. Now, is that perfect? No, no. Sometimes you got to play around with it. It cuts the wrong thing, but you can, the, the, probably the evolution of what AI is in and what chat GPT is, is as much as maybe it comes back for you, Kelly, and you're going, wow, you know, I really needed to, to short it down to 250, but I'm really angry that I cut off a certain part. You right. can, you, the chat part is that you can go back in and say, Hey, redo that again, but make sure to include mm -hmm. that sentence or use this phrase somewhere where, you know, you expected to see it. And I think that that is like that next level. And, and the way I'm really trying to tell people is that using it more as an assistant mm -hmm. and less as a, um, you know, as a writing creator. Tool. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because for writing or for, for being a creator, let's just be honest, it does, it just regurgitates. It's, right. It's been given a lot of information and it's just, it's a great regurgitator of right. things, which can be helpful. It can be helpful if you need topics or ideas, great for, for podcasts, you know, in terms of that. And that is original, right? Because chances are, if, if you're looking for how to maybe write a title, mm -hmm. why wouldn't you take maybe I think you can put in 15,000 characters at some point into chat GPT. 
so you could take a lot of, let's say, our even our interview and say, hey, give me a cool title based on our discussion that we're having. Okay. And little things like that can maybe save you some steps or mm-hmm. just be a starting point to get you thinking about the direction that you want to go. And okay. so it's those are the moments that like, again, just to use them in real life scenarios. We're using it um, sometimes in ad copy for okay. running ads. Again, same way. It's like, I'll do some copy. I'll have another team member write some copy. And then I'll ask ChatGPT to just kind of create some copy based on some of our feedback that we've hmm. created. And sometimes I'll be like, okay, this is for a, you know, a, a, a moving company. How do I make it more salesy for it? Or how do I make it more folksy? And I get a different voice that none of us can put in there. And it's right. just something unique that way. Okay. So I don't think I am great at writing sales copy. And I've been an entrepreneur since 1999. And yeah, <laughs> still don't think I'm great at it. So I did not realize you could do that with ChatGPT. Right, right. Like so I, I can actually give it what I've written trying to be sales copy and tell it to turn it into sales copy? Yeah, exactly. So you could say, hey, I need this to be more salesy, right? And so let's be honest, it's going to take a very like formulaic approach. It's going to try to, you know, maybe have a nice opening, right? Mm-hmm. And then on the close, it's going to make sure to throw in something that's very like sales, like, right. hey, like what I want to get out of this. Now, when it comes to, again, what you put in there, what you get back is what you put in there determines what you're going to get back. Right. So what I would determine to be a good prompt Mm -hmm. is that you're putting in what you're looking for, Mm -hmm. what you want to get out of that sales email or, Mm -hmm. or copy or whatever it is that you're putting there and why you think it would benefit somebody or something. Right. So you could put those three parts into chat GPT just in one prompt, right. In one Mm -hmm. little, you know, paragraph, and then it'll put it out. Now, if you just say, Hey, turn the salesy, it'll do good. It's not going to do bad, but it might not, but you could keep kind of pushing at it in terms of the more and more details you get in there, the more and more quality you get back. Okay. So if I write something pretty complete, like you said, with the, you know, some kind of intro, the benefits and, you know, some emotion in there, like getting at pain points, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. then it can, it can tweak all of that and make it ideally better. Right. Maybe f- okay. formulated into the email into move around different parts. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, I've even used it and, and, and you self-profess that you're not into salesy stuff. I'll self-profess, you know, English is my first language and yet I am terrible at grammar. Mm. You know, I could write tons of code, but I, you know, Grammarly is my best friend, but it doesn't always hit all the things I want it to do. Yeah. So the other day I was um, putting together actually legal copy that I got from a a client of ours. And he's like, Hey, I just need these few sentences worked in Mm -hmm. to that, that. And as much as I needed to have a back and forth with them, I added in there and just said, Hey, chat GPT, can you just double check and make sure that this is, you know, grammatically correct. And it Mm -hmm. just responded back with, we're all good here. 
And I said, thank you very much. So it was just one of those like moments where I just, you know, I didn't have to send it back to somebody. I didn't Mm -hmm. need to send it to our content team. And I could just kind of double check something that I already had everything. I just needed to make sure did I use the right has or should I have Mm -hmm. had a have and and where where did it need to go? And they had all there for you. Wow. Very cool. All right. So it is putting people out of jobs. (laughs) Well, you know, I mean, Well, it, it happens with everything, yeah. you know, it happens with everything. And would I really, where I am now, you know, would I really hire a sales copywriter to do my sales page for me? No, I wouldn't be. <laughs> I wouldn't be. You know, if I had an agency already, then yes, I would be. I would either have someone in-house or, you know, I, I might be hiring, I might be outsourcing to a copywriter. But right now, I wouldn't be hiring someone to do it for me. Right. So, all right, I'm going to go test out ChatGPT to do this. I'm going to be writing some sales copy for something soon. And I, I, I don't dread doing it. But yeah, I don't think I've ever done a truly bang up job of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, okay. it's it's great for it, again. It, it, like I said, it it should be more of an assistant for mm-hmm. you, right? Yeah. To help you out, right? And maybe again, is it going to put people out of jobs? That's that's an interesting thought. Mm-hmm. And the way I th- see it, though, is that it, chances are people were already looking for the easiest, cheapest way to do something. Absolutely. Anyway. Yes. So. Does it maybe does it maybe get rid of the the, the the people that were getting you know a cheaper rate per word? Right. Maybe that, but I still think that if if it's going to do good, and it's going to do well, but it's still only only building on on you, right? And what you put in there, and it's only as good as what you put into it. So, you being a good writer, you're still going to get a better output than the let's be honest, <laughs> half grammatically correct statements that I'm going to put in there because I'm. <laughs> just going to keep throwing it out there. But but that's why, you know, we all can't just use chat GPT and get the same exact thing. Because mm-hmm. as long as we're doing those things with it, we are getting unique uh, in, in terms of what's coming out of it. Okay. When we put something in mm-hmm. first. Okay. Because when we just ask a question, like, or a prompt, write me a podcast episode about how to pick a podcast niche, for example. Mm -hmm. So that was like episode 20 that I wrote on my own. Because I know of a few podcasters who have used ChatGPT to write like one episode for them. Then they even used AI to voice it for them, like as a test. (laughs) Right. And I was really surprised because it's like as a podcaster or as podcasters, our words and our voices are what make our shows unique. So again, they did it as a test, but I know that they were thrilled with the outcomes. Yeah. Well, I've, and I've, I've heard that they've been able to do matching voiceovers with AI and things yeah. like that. Yeah. And yeah, it, that is the interesting side of it. But, but the one thing I'll say is that the putting in like, you have a, a unique episode, right? That you created that you just mentioned. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that there are much more value in that episode than what you would ever put into Chat, chat GPT. Mm-hmm. 
And I'm sure if you if we sat here right now, pulled up ChatGPT, asked that same question, it probably would give you a, dare I say, decent response. Sure. Because that's, I would say, because that's not some, that's something that you could probably research. And anybody, yeah. any content person could probably go out there, research, Absolutely. and get you five good bullet points on what yes. would make a good niche. Yeah. However, again, all you're doing is just using regurgitated content anyway yeah. and but maybe it's helping you think maybe you have four and you need the fifth right yeah. it yeah. can't hurt maybe there right. but if you're not putting your spin on it right mm -hmm. then again so going back to what i know about which is um the, the world of web and the world of mm -hmm. content writing um different from podcasting but i think it, it's similar in terms of like quality podcasts versus mm -hmm. podcasts that is just somebody sitting there what appears to just be reading a blog article mm -hmm. right those make themselves kind of out there, but they don't maybe catch on. And mm -hmm. after a while, you know, they don't have the following or they can't get the the guess because obviously people get the, can see the, dare I say, mediocre quality of the content that's being put out there. Mm -hmm. Well, content, no matter what, is going to get sifted, right? This happened, let's go back 10 plus years ago where Google had an algorithm update, right? So they do these from time to time to get rid of bad content, mm -hmm. right? And I think we can all remember that when we would search for a good, show me a good podcast about podcasting, and all of a sudden you would get like NFL jerseys and right. And it was like, and you know, watch live streams and all these <laughs> things that used to just pop up on search, right? We all remember that. And it was because mm -hmm. they somebody put, you know, NFL jersey, NFL jersey podcast, NFL jersey, NFL jersey podcast. And yeah. Google couldn't see, couldn't read it, couldn't understand yeah. natural language. Here's the good news. It understood it back then. Mm -hmm. It's gonna still understand it today. Yeah. And as much as you know, ChatGPT does sound good. There mm -hmm. are little things that you will begin to read content and be like, I can tell this is written by AI. Mm -hmm. And if you and me could begin to start realizing it, there'll be a way for Google to mm -hmm. um, sort that through. And it's all going to be listened to. I'm sure through some of the podcast hosts at some point, it'll be able to say, hey, this is unique content spoken by somebody to help mm -hmm. to filter out some of this. So I think saying that, I think we could be less fearful of it if mm -hmm. we're not making it a part of our everyday. And people sure. can. And I think that there is going to be success, right? Um, CNET and like NerdWallet and some of those other ones talk that they actually have been creating content for many months. Mm. Um, and Google says it's not the end of the world. Yeah. You can do it as long as it has a human editor in it. Mm -hmm. But but I think just over time, it's going to filter through and it's going to be continued mediocre content that either won't rank or won't have many listen to True. after a while. We'll see. So. True. And that really is key. So let's let's talk about making AI generated content your own because mm -hmm. that is what is so important. Taking, you know, giving ChatGPT or other AI a prompt or feeding it your all right, yeah, I let's focus on like giving it a prompt mm -hmm. and having it generate the content for you. You don't want to use it just like that. You want to make it your own. Right, right. And it'll, right, it'll write you 1,500, okay. So it'll write you 1,500 words if you ask it to, right? Most of which will be filler. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and the other part of it would need serious fact-checking. Mm. Because 
here's the thing. The AI is never wrong and it is very, very sure of itself. Right. So you have to be very careful that way because any question you ask of it, you can ask it to do like chat GPTs is not too good math, right? That is a known issue mm. that it says, if you need math, use another software to do it, mm. right? It, it's honest, but it will give you an answer even though it doesn't know how to do it <laughs> because, because it's been trained to give you a response yeah. at all times. And, and here's the thing. So if we're using, I'll use, we're using ChatGPT as this example. So there's like another um, AI generation tool called Perplexity, perplexity.ai. The reason why I lean in on maybe that for research mm-hmm. is it cites its sources. <gasps> so, oh. right, that's what you're looking for. Yes. So I'll, I'll use an example that um, uh, I, I did. I live in uh, Orlando, Florida and live in East Orlando. So I put in, what are good neighborhoods in East Orlando? And I asked ChatGPT. Then I asked the same question in perplexity. The quality of answer that I got, it was so vague in ChatGPT. It was Mm -hmm. mediocre at best. And the two of the things that it gave me, if you live where we live, you'd be like, that's that's in our city. That's not a neighborhood. That's not mm. what's there. But yet I asked the same question in perplexity and it gave me accurate neighborhoods. It gave me mm. accurate information and cited where it per- pulled that from. I I did not know in, in chat GPT where that is. So if you're going to do something that has a research step, mm. I would say make sure that wherever you're doing right now, chat GPT does not cite sources. Okay. They said they will. Mm-hmm. It's something that they're working on. However, how they, I guess, initially added to the language model, it's not going to be very easy for them to do it. And because it's uh, delayed, right? Everything that they put in is from 2021 and before. So if you Mm -hmm. ask it like, you know, was there a blizzard in Los Angeles, right? And they would say, maybe. They're Uh, not going to know of any current events that maybe just happened. However, you could use some of these other tools that is pulling, hopefully, from a uh, I would say a model that's being mm. updated on the regular. So Bing has talked about that they're going to use citing sources. Google has theirs that they kind of rolled out and it got mediocre response. It hasn't really been uh, available yet, but it's going to be mm. kind of in search at some point. Mm-hmm. But they said that they would be citing sources at some point, but the preview did not include that. But I think if you're going to do research, if you're going to be able to pull information, you should probably know where it's coming from. So you can drill. Do you trust what, you know, Zillow has to say about neighborhoods in mm-hmm. East Orlando? I'll be honest, I kind of do. I think mm-hmm. that they probably know what they're talking about. So yeah. you, it gives you a little bit more confidence in what you're you're doing. That's awesome. Yeah. And I wonder how many people realize that chat GPT specifically has been known regularly to spit out wrong information because it's taking from pre-existing info online or that Mm -hmm. it's you know been fed or it's reaching out and grabbing it can spit out copyrighted text it yeah wrong just not facts and if you don't know that you're not going to fact check you're not going to run the text through a plagiarism checking uh, piece of software and yeah, so what you end up putting out there can be all wrong and 
can contain copyrighted information. And then you'll be contributing to misinformation in the future if ChatGPT grabs from your <laughs> information, right. you know, however long in the future. So Right, right. We don't want the AI to inform the AI, right? right. We we need to figure out. And, and that's that was one of the things that they mentioned about that they were going to try to make sure is that when it is time for them to, for the language model to learn again, how do we make sure it's not just picking up the same things that the AI model wrote in the first place. Gosh. Yeah. Yeah. But, but that, you know what? This is where we're in the step, which is mm -hmm. the more and more we can train it, educate people on using it, educate how uh, it should not be used. Yeah. And, and again, building and, and writing and creating quality content can help to feed it in a, mm -hmm. in a healthy way, yeah. I think would benefit. That makes uh -huh. sense. Because, yeah, like when we're raising children and teaching them to talk and in school and they're writing papers and we're teaching them, no, that's not the correct information <laughs> or with their grammar or spelling and correct word usage, you know, we're, we're reinforcing the positive and trying to eliminate the negative. And that's hard to do with mm -hmm. AI. It's being done, but yeah, that's really tough when you have hundreds of thousands and millions of users, not all of whom recognize what facts are correct and incorrect. And I wouldn't recognize all of them either. Of course not. There's too much. I don't know what I don't know. Right. Well, but but isn't that where it wouldn't be? It'd be fair to say that you shouldn't be putting or writing content as a as an influencer, as an expert, as a uh, if if that's not content that you should be putting out there right. in the first place, right. right? So hopefully, the you know here's what I would hope, right? That ChatGPT finds your your podcast on how to you know, podcast niche and how to, how to, how to do all the, you know, what you're doing mm -hmm. and it uses you as a resource, right? Mm -hmm. So that way you're cited and you would then be given the credibility that you would as an expert in the field. Mm -hmm. True. Yeah. My goodness. Okay. So what are some best practices then for using chat GPT and other AI? Please, please, please don't copy and paste what, <laughs> You know, it, it puts out there as much as it looks like it's coherent, you yep. know, definitely, you know, use it as as a reference point. Like I said, stay away from math. It's not going to be accurate. But know that you can use it to help you with other things in life, right? It's It goes beyond content. So I'll mm -hmm. use it for example of I put in a, I needed to list a, a CSV file that I got. Mm -hmm. And I copied and pasted everything in it. I needed to list it in ABC order. Mm. But at the time, I'm on my phone. I could not get Excel or Sheets to work on my phone for some reason. I couldn't get any of the functions to go. And I just needed to relist it and send it over so it was in order. I took the CSV, copy and pasted it in a comma. And I said, hey, can you re put this out to me and put it in ABC order. So this is where I said, you can use it to be kind of like an assistant on things and can be really helpful. So things like that you can do. I've had it write some code. However, uh, it's hit or miss. Um, mm. I would say four out of five times it was mediocre, but okay. there's certain things that you can have it do that okay. maybe you would have Googled, hey, how do I do something in Excel? Or, mm -hmm. hey, can you help me 
write a formula to do something that you can put that it, you can ask it to do. You wow. can help me join two columns so that way, and then spit it out in column C. So can you wow. have A and B join and, and and put it in C? And it walked me through exactly what I needed to do for Google Sheets wow. and then gave me the formula. So when I have Googled that before, I can go through a dozen articles to try to find how to do it, but it's how somebody did it. And then they told me, you know, what their favorite, you know, color green is and then why they were looking at this list of stuff. And it's like, it just, it's straight to the point. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, It's like reading someone's recipe blog and they tell you all about their trip to Italy before they Mm -hmm. just tell you the five (laughs) ingredients you need to make the fricking pasta. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Right. Right. I, I, I'm sure your uncle and aunt had a great time with you. Uh, but I just want to know how long to cook the pasta. Yes. (laughs) Um, but so be careful if you're asking for, some code to put into your website, even just CSS, just, you know, CSS code, because if it's a bit complicated, you need to be careful before using that in case it's like too complicated for chat GPT. Correct. There might, it yeah. might spit out some errors or do what it wants to do or misunderstand you. And if you don't know, like my business partner is not a developer. Um, that's my background. But he's like, hey, I, I had ChatGPT make this plugin. I don't remember. What, he's like, I had this idea. So I prompted it and had to it do its thing. Can you upload this to WordPress and see if it works? Okay. So first things first, I can look at it and be like, yeah, what you're looking for is not going to do anything. Okay. And this is wrong. And this is wrong. And this is wrong. But I get that. It sounds, it looked cool because it's very confident in its response. Right. <laughs> That's like, create this PHP file and do this and do this. And I was like, no, I get that. But like what you're asking for it to do is it needs to save something to the database, but you didn't okay. tell it to save, to uh, put, create something in the database for it to save. So, mm-hmm. And it's missing that part, which would be an important part in terms of what you're looking to do. So it's those little things that are going to be huge gaps, which mm. is why like, oh man, ChatGPT is going to steal every developer's job. Again, it's not. Yeah. You still need a developer to understand what we're doing and you still yeah. need to to look at everything. So there's definitely um, a lot of really like basic things that it can do where okay. you could have it, like I said, research stuff. You could have it come up with topics. You could have it keywords, it can summarize things, it can shorten things, it can add to things, mm. it can change your voice, it could do poetry, yeah. uh, it could write an entire script. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you know, so so much as does it just allow you to, you know, give you a needed creative spark that you're mm-hmm. looking for, you can have a conversation with it, it's mm-hmm. going to answer you. So if you just need to like bounce ideas and you don't have anybody in your office at the time to mm-hmm. to do, hey, I have this idea, you know, and it will answer you as as mm-hmm. somebody. But just know that, you know, you're getting a, you know, a very like trained, you know, bot that's trying to walk you through things. But if yeah. you need help working through something, you know, it can sometimes help you problem solve. I put mm-hmm. code in and said like, hey, do you know what's wrong with it? And it said, yeah, you're missing something and i was like okay cool it can spot stuff but again sometimes wide or big picture side of things it's you know it might be off a little bit but that's why we have to feed in things that you can still check as a Mm -hmm. as an expert in what you're doing that makes a lot of sense okay yeah so it's not going to turn you into a 
coding, not even expert, but you're not suddenly going to be able to code using chat GPT. If you fortunately and unfortunately, I thought mm-hmm. it would save me a lot of time, but <laughs> I still have benefit. to know what you're doing. You still need to, but it, you know, it's jump started me on a couple things that I needed to do. Mm-hmm. And for that, yeah, it's, it's worth a little, you know, it's worth, it saves a few minutes here, a few minutes there adds up yep. and using yep. it, like I said, as an assistant is mm-hmm. how it needs to be kind of looked at and not necessarily a replacement. Great. Love that. Yeah. And so same thing with like podcast episode topics, you need to come up with the topic and it's giving you, even if it's an outline or a preliminary script, then you obviously need to go in and tweak it, add your own voice to it, add, expand on the bullet points. I mean, obviously, and add your own knowledge and expertise to it. Correct. So, Let's say, like, let's say we're doing a solo cast, right? And you're mm-hmm. doing your own thing, and you wanted to answer what are the f- top five questions that somebody asked before starting a podcast. Okay, that's yeah. a great question to put. Hey, what are those five questions? Yeah, don't ask it to answer it. Right, Ass- you're the an- you're the expert, but those questions can then be answered by you. So you can Love get those that. topics that way. Roll with it and put your spin on it. Now, that's unique versus you now Googling all online, trying to kind of come up with your own thing. So at least you can maybe get stuff that's unique to you. And I don't think there's anything wrong with creating like a prompt for you to build from. And so those are the questions that you can ask. Those are the, the, the copy that you can kind of pull. And now you put your voice into it. It's almost like using it like you would use answer the public. Mm hmm. Only it's giving you five specific questions as opposed to my reading, you know, a hundred, right. however many it is. So that's a great idea too, but using it for interviews when I am coming up with questions on my own. And so I'm researching the topic if it's a topic I already, you know, I don't already know about. Right. Exactly. Just and to I would give still you research. Like a leg up. Yes. Right. Right. Exactly. It, it's not that, and it's not that you can't ask that question or understand mm-hmm. that question. It's that maybe, maybe though also you as a podcast expert, maybe you don't even know what those questions might be. Right. Right. Or like you said, you're interviewing somebody on something that maybe you, maybe you're talking about podcasts and blockchain and you just mm-hmm. want to know. Right. Oh my God. Know. If I were talking about that, I would need to do a bunch of research and I would ask that guest, please give me a few questions right. to just start me off. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, and, and maybe ChatGPT can give you a few more to yeah. kind of help you kind of balance that you got some questions that the expert already would want you to kind of serve up with. And then maybe also ChatGPT can kind of give you, well, what are people actually asking yes. that it pulled from a from its you know language model of understanding how people are taking that stuff in? Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. That's brilliant. <laughs> I like that. I I love that idea actually. Yeah. For specifically for guest interviews. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah for for guest episodes. I, yeah, I think when you pull back a little bit of what ChatGPT can do, mm-hmm. less on the I need to write some content. Mm-hmm. I think you could kind of see how you can just work it in maybe once a week, mm-hmm. you know maybe once a day into mm-hmm. your lifestyle mm-hmm. that can maybe just help you out just a little bit yeah. that, you know, just adds a little bit 
you know, hopefully value to, to what you're already doing. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you may have convinced me then of some ways that I can use it. I'm where, to hear. Yeah, it, it would be an assistant for me. It would not create my content. It doesn't need it, to. Yeah, not at all. So it would give me, yeah, I love it for coming up with some questions as as ideas for me. Yeah, because that takes up a lot of time for me, sure. writing, uh, doing the prep for my interviews. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm. Oh, I'm sure. In terms of understanding that topic, yeah. and then if I don't, if, yeah. if it's not already an area of expertise, for yeah. Me. yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. I mean, I was making a video, and I just, I just needed to know a little bit more about what I'm going to make a video on. Mm -hmm. Not that I'm going to read what's there, but I, I just, I just need a little bit more direction, and mm -hmm. it just, it just gave me when, when I'm googling it, it's giving me not what I want. But what I'm asking for, so yeah. you can get what you want through ChatGPT. Mm -hmm. Like you could have it massage, you know, your message to it, so that mm -hmm. way it, it put, gives you something to work with. Versus mm -hmm. you're really al al already getting the answer on mm -hmm. Google, which yeah. isn't a lot of times what you're looking for, and is again not in your voice. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So ChatGPT could give me other things that I didn't know I was looking for. Mm -hmm. Okay. Love that. Because, yeah, you don't know what you don't know, and I want to know what I don't know. Right, because when you put that question into Google, let's be honest, it's outputting again what you're looking for. Yeah. And ChatGPT will do that, but sometimes it comes about it from a different angle, which could be cool. All a whole right. lot better. Yeah. All right. Open mind here. That's why I wanted to do I appreciate this Yes. I didn't want to argue about, here's why I'm not going to use it. And, you know. <laughs> and I think I, that's fair. I, I really think that if you finish this episode with us, right, and you said, you know what, I don't need that. Mm -hmm. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And I don't think that you're setting yourself back either. Yeah. But I, I think that if you think that you might need it, mm -hmm. I think it's there for you. Yeah. I'd say use it. Yep. All right. I love these ways to use it. Okay. Anything else you want to add on to this before we finish up here? No, I know we mostly talked about the content side. There's definitely graphics and, and images and things like that. And right. the one thing I'd say is that that also is one of those things that is also in its kind of infancy and there's yeah. some copyright questions yes. and some things. Yeah. And I'd say just, just be careful, but there's definitely opportunities where you might be able to do some art with like your your album art or your art for your, each of your episodes to maybe yeah. have like um, a computer if you're talking about ChatGPT or a microphone if you're talking about this. And I think that, again, I think we're still, I think that's even earlier in terms of what you can really get out of it. Yeah. But that's the other Very side. True. Yeah. Yeah. I have not, I, I've tested out like mid journey and mm -hmm. have not gotten good with the nuances of controlling it or, you know, getting what I want out of it. And I'm amazed at what other people have been able to do with it. And so. Well, and and it, it's a prompt. It goes back right. to the prompt. And that's right. where, again, this is where the, you don't need to be an AI expert. Just mm -hmm. wait, let everybody else dabble in it. Yeah. But wait, wait on the sideline, wait till somebody creates the prompt on how to create a, 
podcast cover or, mm-hmm. and that all you have to do is change out three or four different words. So it's individualized to you. Yeah. So that way it's unique for what you're doing, mm-hmm. but it's, there isn't like an easy way to get those prompts yet, no. but people are, people are able to create them now. And now they're changing out different parts of it, which is going phenomenal. Oh, and they're, they're, and they're learning how to use the AI. And I think over the next year or two, those will become a little bit more public for us all to kind of work from. True. That's great. Yeah. Awesome. All right. So at Clarity Creative Group, who is your ideal client? What do you do with them? And how can listeners get in touch with you? Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we're, we work with small to mid-sized businesses, mostly uh, businesses that are looking just to get visibility online, right? Usually they have goals uh, and they want to have a a marketing partner to help them kind of reach those goals. We're very numbers and data driven. So a lot of times people have, uh, you know, ideas and they want to see things and we can make the, we can not only track their data, but show them improvements. So Mm. uh, we're very focused on, on growth. You know, it's, it's, it's in our, our DNA and we're, we're just really excited about it. So um, if anybody wants to geek out over that, they can hit us up at uh, I want clarity.com. We're on Twitter. I want clarity, uh, Facebook, you could search clarity creative group, find us LinkedIn, same thing, clarity creative group and uh, tag us on any of those DM us. If they have any questions, we're happy to, you know, kind of nerd out on the numbers. Awesome. I love your website address. Yeah, I want clarity.com. <laughs> that is so perfect. <laughs> Very Thank easy you. to remember. Appreciate it. Thank you so much for being here today, David. This was really a great conversation. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Kelly. Appreciate you having me. Absolutely. And thank you all for being here today. Be sure to follow so you don't miss a single episode. And I will see you next time on Podcast Launchpad. 